special guest um, in the room with us. We have Nathaniel, my fiance. <laughs> Um, he's been wanting to come on the podcast and um, finally it's your time to shine so say hi hi everyone uh, it's great to be on this podcast I've been listening to it week in week out I always subscribe nice <laughs> 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 <the> like button <laughs> so um, no it's great to be on it uh, Candace finally has brought me on to it so I'm looking forward to having a discussion with both Candace and Jessica today yeah so um, we just we were kind of like thinking about what to talk to not about and um, I guess like one of the things that you're really passionate about is your business so you run like a little side hustle well can I say a little medium-sized side hustle <laughs> small medium enterprise yeah <laughs> um, on Amazon and do you want to just start off by telling us how you got started with that well yeah no I uh... I pretty much buy products in and then ship them into Amazon. But before that, it all started with uh, YouTube. Obviously, you know, you kind of get into it and you're looking online how to make money. And I got into drop shipping, which for anyone who wants to know, it's not really the most profitable business. It's very low margin. You always want to try and work on a business that gives you high margin. Yeah, I started out on that um, and I got into like obviously reading a bunch of Reddit forums and threads. I met a whole bunch of different people, which is great experience. Um, I would advise anyone, like I still work a full nine to five, I would advise anyone to have a side hustle, either that be a business or a podcast or whatever it is, any kind of marketing, but just make sure it's something that you enjoy and you're passionate about. Yeah. So that's basically, basically how I started off was, I started off with one account and then I just got really into it like anytime after work or before work I would get up and start on it and work and then it just I started to gain some momentum and uh, I went to engineering school with a friend uh, Rob and he was currently working at Tesla and I called him and I said uh, you know quit your job <laughs> I was like 21 22 I was like quit your job come work with me and we're gonna be rich and he goes you're crazy and I said I know but just come and uh he finished up his internship at Tesla and he was working really, really hard there. And he was like, I don't know if I want to do this for the next 40 years. I was like, well, like, let's get into drop shipping. Obviously, I was super naive because <laughs> we were doing huge amounts of turnover, but not huge margins. So he came um, slowly but surely, he ended up joining with me. Me and him, we worked together for a year and a half. Um, we had so many downs and very few ups, <laughs> but we, we made a bit of profit and stuff. Um, and it was a great partnership and we learned so much about business like we didn't just do dropshipping like we had mentor groups like we mentored people like we're still on the face of uh, there was a software I used to use called Seal Freaks I actually just looked at it before and it was, me and him were still up there we got suckered into doing that so but there were so many different experiences mm -hmm. learning about like people how to make money like how not to make money mm -hmm. even like before people start businesses taxes and stuff these are huge yeah. things like that you really want to learn about and you're not really going to learn about that in a nine to five so mm -hmm. the best way to learn about that is through actually trying to do entrepreneurship yourself so that was great we did that me and rob rob actually now we do two different models i'll get to this a bit later but he um he works on brands so he develops brands by like he'll go find a product rob's really in engineering so he'll go source from china and develop the product and then launch it with facebook ads and Instagram ads and TikTok ads and stuff like that mm. and then branded on Amazon. Mm. He's currently 
just launching one of his new products now. I don't do that. I'm not, that's not my niche. That's just why we kind of parted ways. I buy in bulk what I know is going to sell and then just resell it. So it's about mine is a much more simplistic model. <laughs> but for me, there's less risk and more reward. So that's the difference between our business models. But that's how I really got started out in it. Um, and really, when I finally got the money from dropshipping. I don't know how we actually made money out of it, but we made mm -hmm. a fair amount of money. Mm -hmm. um, and then that gave me the capital to buy products in bulk. Yeah. And since then, that's what I've been doing. I'm trying to refine the system. I constantly learn new things. There's now three people who work for me. So I have two employees in the Philippines and one in the UK. So it's been really good. And some of my friends come in and help out sometimes. Like if they're free or if they just want extra cash, I'm like, can you work with me at the weekend? And then we just ship stuff out and um, it's really simple but it can be stressful sometimes i have been trying for a long time to get candace involved <laughs> and she was always like no 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 but i finally talked her around christmas this is where we make all our money so yep. she finally set up an account and you're going strong yeah well, strong ish it's just it's just a baby <laughs> little baby yeah. account yeah so when did you get started with drop shipping um it must have been three and a half years ago now. Okay, and what started that? Like, I always have been like that, like since I've been younger, um, trying to make money on, mm -hmm. like in anything, even at school, like we used to buy chocolate bars and sell them. Mm -hmm. Really any way to make money, or if we, there was a system, we could do it. Like we used to get parades in school and we would sell them or chocolates. And I've always had that entrepreneurial edge, mm -hmm. you know, reading books. Like I definitely would advise everyone to read the classics, like Richest Man in Babylon. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, they really, mm -hmm. they show you like how you can leverage money and time. Mm -hmm. um, and you, it just makes the most sense. Like if you look even at companies, like you don't have to be the smartest person to be the richest person, yeah. you know, yeah. so you can really grow like your income that way. Mm -hmm. And obviously that's what really just got me into it, you yeah. know, just wanting to make more money and do something that would be my own. Obviously, when you work for someone, it's different. You don't have yeah. that freedom where you, when you work by yourself, you get the creativity mm -hmm. to try different fields. And, mm -hmm. and I, I always think the most important thing is to make mistakes because like in work, you're really trying to avoid that mistake making. But when you're an entrepreneur, the mistakes are much more costly, but you're so much more rewarding because you never make the same mistake twice. Mm -hmm. And did you start drop shipping? in Amazon right away? Well, like you mm -hmm. use different platform like Yeah, so or? I started off on eBay because it's right. much more safe. And like with Amazon, like Amazon is extremely strict to sell on. Even to get verified, there can be a lot of paperwork. So if anyone wants to do drop shipping, it's actually against Amazon's terms of service. Mm -hmm. I used to do it, but like, um, yeah, it's a lot more tricky and you need multiple accounts. Um, I would not advise anyone to do it now. I, I know in, I have a lot of friends who sell in the US and Walmart is the big scene at the minute because mm -hmm. uh, Amazon closed everyone down who dropship and now Walmart's done the same. So starting out, I would advise anyone if they are interested in dropshipping, probably start on eBay. Mm -hmm. But um, just take it really slow and just be aware obviously about your end customer. You want them to be happy. A lot of people who get into this, they think it's a get rich quick scheme, but mm -hmm. Not from my end or anyone I know who made money at it. It takes time mm. and consistency. Mm. Okay. So just for like people that don't actually know what dropshipping is, what does what does that actually entail? So dropshipping basically is you buy a product, um, 
and then you buy it off a platform, for example, uh, you could buy something from Amazon and then resell it on eBay and at a higher markup, so you make the, the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like really stupid, why would someone do that? But if you look on like Google Ads or Google Trends and just ads and marketing, people just, they go to these websites they know. For example, trying to think of something, one of, one of our best selling products was some kind of weird toothpaste for old people. <laughs> and uh, like, I think we sold hundreds of them, but we bought it from this distinct website and it was the only supplier that sold it. But people always go to Amazon or mm-hmm. eBay to buy it. Mm-hmm. Like, and lo and behold, we were the only people that sold it. Yeah. So technically, a lot of people think it's unethical, but um, well, we really sourced that product for them. So that's how I look at it, yeah. <laughs> at least. Right, okay. And you mentioned about the ups and downs, and it was because of the downs that you stopped doing the dropshipping. So what are the downs? Well, the downs are the margins are so slim, so mm. there's less room for error. Um, and again, the main issue with dropshipping is a lot of, like, uh, a lot of companies like Amazon, eBay, it's against their terms of service. So I think at one time we had 30 eBay accounts. So <laughs> we were using like <laughs> wow. mul- yeah, multiple servers and IPs. Yeah. Sounds more complicated than it was, but it was, it was just so much headache. It was so much management. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we had like 12 employees at the time yeah. from the Philippines. So yeah. yeah, it was just, it was crazy amount of manage and it was just more work than it was worth, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? So yeah just trying to simplify the system. That's why you want to just create more margin. It's like anything, like if you look at really successful companies, they always have massive amounts of margin. Mm -hmm. And that was really what drove me towards buying in bulk. Yeah. Yeah. And when did you get started with the buying in bulk? That would have been about a year and a half, nearly two years ago. Yeah, I would say, yeah. It's just when COVID happened, I think around that. I think you started in... I asked the question and I'm answering it. <laughs> yeah. I think you started in May. May, yeah. Last so year, yeah. Last year, so yeah. It's been a, been a bit at it, but it's constant learning curve. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely has been. So got started and uh, I made so many mistakes at the start, especially buying in bulk and you're really nervous because you're spending lots of money and you, <laughs> you don't want to lose it. But mm-hmm. again, it was tricky, but after a while you kind of get the system ready. And once you have a system, uh, I'm big for this. Um, I'm always believe in outsourcing your work. So as soon as you can get a task done, you should outsource it. Um, mm-hmm. You can outsource that either to someone in the UK for something that's maybe more costly, like packing or just more labor based. Mm-hmm. But more, if you, if you want to use intellectual skills, I would definitely advise people to use websites like Upwork. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good. Or there's onlinejobs.ph. For example, basic tasks like bookkeeping or like sourcing products, once you have that method, you then should outsource that straight away to a virtual mm-hmm. assistant. Mm-hmm. Anything that costs you time, because at the end of the day, you own the business. So your time is valuable. So you want to outsource any any tasks that are repetitive to them and obviously pay them for the time. Mm-hmm. And how did you justify that the investment is worth it? So we, the money that you put in, but for every, example, in outsourcing and also in... Well, you have like a basic return on investment with bulk buying. So with that better, you'll always want to, like most companies, you never want to go below a uh, 10% net margin. Mm-hmm. So after everything, you want to kind of hit be around there. Mm-hmm. Obviously that doesn't happen every month, but you try and shoot for that minimum 10%. So that's actually the bulk line. But with employees, this is still new to me. Um, and I've been fascinated. I've actually just finished reading a book on about employees because I always thought if you just pay people more, you will get more value. 
and it's unfortunately not the case. Like, there's some people who are just naturally <laughs> just really hardworking people. Mm-hmm. So, like, I always thought like giving people targets and stuff was the best. But what I've noticed now is I really try and find employees who are, are connected within the company. So basically, my success is derived off their success. Yeah. So I try and employ people. Like, for example, I have a mum and son who currently work with me, mm-hmm. and they are now so good. It's ridiculous at the job they do. Like. They're so fast, they're so efficient, and I don't really tell them what to do anymore. They do everything. They don't need standard operating procedures. And there's many different businesses. Obviously, you need the fundamentals, SOPs when you start, but really you want to get people who are willing to go beyond. Mm -hmm. So I really did a rigorous interview process because I've had a fair amount of VAs. um, That's virtual assistant. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what everyone in the online world uses of online business. So... It's really important when you get them to fat them and kind of how this links back into the margin. You have to be very careful with this because labor is really expensive. Obviously, sourcing someone from the Philippines is going to be a lot cheaper than sourcing someone from the UK. Mm-hmm. So you have that margin and still tax deductible. So it's really like anything now. I'm surprised more companies don't do it here. Outsource their work to more remote workers. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. Um, it's good not only for them, it's good for us. So it's a win-win. And how did you make the connection? It's all the way in Philippines. Yeah, know? yeah. So through websites like Upwork or Online uh, Jobs PH, right. there's a service you pay them mm. and then you hire them for X amount of time. And then you obviously you, you don't want to pay that fee anymore. Mm-hmm. So then you recruit them to come work with you if they're happy. Mm-hmm. So what about training? How do you train them? Yeah, so training, it's very important. You should have obviously we use everything through Google, so Google Drive, Google Sheets. Um, I also use a fantastic software, it's called Loom. I would advise everyone to get it, I think it's $10 a month. And it's a recording software, so you can record your screen and give them step-by-step instructions. So for example, if I have a new idea, I'll be like, can you try this out? And one of my employees, Miguel, he'll be like, yep, let's try it out. And I'll give him the concept and then he just breaks it down and then takes it further and employs it throughout the business. So definitely Loom, it's huge. And obviously, you, we use um, like Skype mostly with mm. Filipinos. Mm-hmm. So that there, I really like showing people like one-on-one training. So I'll sit down usually on a Saturday and run through it for them for four hours. Or if mm-hmm. they're not making progress, I'll speak with them how to improve this process, mm-hmm. you know, and just really work with them. And I think it's all about giving your employees time. Like a lot of people, they think they hire people from the Philippines and they're like, oh yeah, they're $3 or $2 mm-hmm. an hour. And you know, you've got to remember the, the person on the other side of the world is they're a human being. They have the exact same ambitions as me or you. So mm-hmm. really treating them really well. Like I know a lot of people have like a burn and turn model with virtual assistants where I, I don't like that because like you want to have trust with your employees. Yeah. So just trying to work with them. Like for example, my virtual assistants got vaccine so I was like they were like yeah my arm sorry I'm like well then maybe you want to take the day off and I also give them holidays you know so like you don't want them constantly working all the time or they'll just burn out and Mm -hmm. it's very common in Philippines they'll take on all this work Mm-hmm. and it's too much where you want them you'd rather pay them more like I pay them more than their average so mm-hmm. they're happy they don't want to leave me and they want the company to benefit yeah so, that's good. yeah because like not everything is like black and white so the, no. sometimes the more you invest in your company the more you will get out of it in return even though it might not be like instantly your expense might be higher in the beginning but then over time because you've trained them as well 
like if you keep changing VAs, then you have to keep retraining people, and that's a lot of waste of time as well. So that's smart, honey. That's a huge issue, yeah. Yeah. But definitely, like I, I see a lot of people. I don't know why more people our age don't have online businesses because you can do it after work or before work. I know you guys don't have time because you're on this podcast, but for all the other people out there who don't have podcasts, um. I think it's great to be just doing something that gives you so much fun. Like, obviously, work's important, but when you come home, it's nice to have something of your own. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think more and more, especially like now with the internet, I think this is the easiest time ever to make money. Mm-hmm. And there's so much opportunity in whatever you do, podcasting or mm-hmm. online, or it could be buying and selling, but you really have to stick with it. You know, mm-hmm. like, even as I said, as you began the podcast, like these things take a lot of time, you know, and it's not like, you're just going to smoothly, you know, yeah. roll on out 100 subs, you know, 100,000 yeah. subs. It takes time and I just really believe in that. Anything that's worth having, you just have to really stick with it for a while. Consistency yeah. is key. Yeah. 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 There's so many online businesses that you can do. There's like different types. Why Amazon? Like what is so special about Amazon? I think that's probably the most important question anyone should ask before they go into business, especially online. Because 90% of things, maybe even 95% of things you see online are pretty much a scam. Mm. Um, the reason why like Amazon, it's just very simple. The traffic is insane. You have so much traffic. There's nowhere... like. Obviously, you can run Facebook ads and stuff, but the traffic, it's not going to be as... The conversion rate's not going to be as productive as Amazon because people really trust Amazon. You know mm-hmm. if you get a defective product, Amazon's going to refund you. Mm-hmm. It's a nightmare for a seller, but it's great for the consumer. Yeah. So, really, if anyone is looking to get into an online business, really look into it. Like, I have a lot of friends who... We all started out in dropshipping, but everyone kind of moved their certain way. Mm-hmm. Like, I have other friends, they do... They have online agencies... So, for example, they'll sell financial products to people who run financial companies. Mm-hmm. They'll get them leads and stuff like that. So, provide a service and there's huge margin in that. Mm-hmm. Don't do something. If, if you see, like, like obviously, there are more and more now on YouTube, there's becoming better influencers. You know, guys who are actually legitimately probably worth $100 million. Like, mm-hmm. I follow a guy, Alex Hernandez. He's absolutely loaded, but he gives really solid advice where a lot of people are trying to sell you a course. I know this has been a big thing more and more people are like against gurus but it's really just sifting through the rubble and finding like you have to understand like what kind of person are you mm-hmm. like if you're someone who's not going on computers you probably don't want to go down the mm-hmm. route of working online if you like computers then you should be more geared towards that yeah. and then you have to kind of really dig a bit deeper like and look like for example with me and my business partner Rob I would be I'm very outgoing but he's very back end so we just knew straight away like like he obviously was amazing on Excel and spreadsheets and he was so good at the back end and then I was out I did more of the marketing side of it spoke to the clients and obviously we both you know intertwined among the two things but really find out what your strength is and then maximize the efficiency of that so I, I see a lot of people they they want to take on these roles or start this business mm. and it's not their personality you have to really understand what kind of person you are mm-hmm. you know like running a company like it's very difficult, especially in the beginning days, because you need so much momentum. Yeah. You know, you need to you need to just have keep drive because it, it always gets better, but it takes so long to get that the snowball rolling. Yeah. But once you get it rolling, like now, like I remember everything used to seem so laborious, but now once you have virtual assistants, you have people mm-hmm. packing for you. Mm. 
you know, like even there for like two months, I kind of just sat back, you know, obviously coming up to Christmas now, I'm really super busy, mm-hmm. but I sat back and it just ran itself. Mm-hmm. But that, that snowball, like you have to keep working really hard, especially we're really all pretty young, I think mm-hmm. still. <laughs> um, young at heart. Young at heart, yeah. So I think it's a good time to work and mm-hmm. just hustle. Ju- just hustle with it. Yeah. That, that word hustle, I'm not actually I know. Yeah. <laughs> so big on because... Like this idea of like working a hundred hours a week, it's it's really not sustainable because I've tried it. <laughs> it didn't work that well. You just burn out. Um, you want to have really good systems. I think you gave me a book, Candice, on Atomic Habits. Yes. It's a fantastic book. Like you want to set systems in place. You want to have people there. So whenever you do leave, you know, if you go on holiday, people mm-hmm. are running your business for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're well looked after. And then your company, it just keeps growing. It's kind of like that compound effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And did you learn all this by yourself? Like, did you sign up for a course learning about business or? Yeah, I actually did sign up for a course. Um, I bought it and I've never like, I thought I was going to get this course and it was going to answer all my endless questions. And I obviously figured out I knew more than the guru. I was so disappointed. I was so heartbroken. And I was like, oh my God. Like, Is it a scam? Was it? It wasn't even a scam. No, like, because they basically give you the general contents of, of anything. Like, drop. it was actually dropshipping. But when you really look at dropshipping, you realize... It's actually a very complex business model, mm-hmm. like anything construction or pharmacy. Like you have like the front end side of it, like can you make that margin? But then you have your back end margin, you have your overheads, you know, mm-hmm. they're just giving you a number. A lot of people see this number on the screen. Like I think when you're in dropship and I did a million in sales, but it doesn't mean anything because your margins are so small. Yeah. So yeah, these gurus do do that. And if you look at most gurus, because in dropshipping, me and Rob, we were pretty, we were pretty big into it. Like, mm. you know, we were one of them, we used the main software and we were the main mentors for that software. So I knew pretty much all the other gurus, even on YouTube and stuff. I was on some YouTube channels and I knew what they did because I knew their stores. And yeah. They weren't making as much money as what they were claiming. Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of false information. Mm. I, I wouldn't believe what you hear online. So you mentioned you were working with Rob, right? With mm-hmm. your drop shipping. So obviously that goes into like having a business partner when you're starting a business. So what would you like tell somebody who's trying? What would you tell somebody who's trying to start a business and probably want to find a business partner? Like what is like a must have or like a must not have like when it comes to finding a business partner? Well. Obviously, there's going to be disagreements in business, but you want to find someone who, first of all, you can get on really well with. I usually think it's good. This is just from my opinion. Probably never really get involved with family. Mm. It's uh, it's very difficult because you can't fire them. <laughs> um, uh, so getting involved with family is never wise, but basically working. If you're going to find a partner, find someone who's different than you, somebody who has a different skill set. As I said, Rob is, is a completely different person than me. Mm. Things completely different. Now we are, we were very, good, uh, we still are very good friends. But it never really came like Rob disagreed with me on a lot of things, and I disagreed with him on a lot of things. But we never, there was never any friction. We were very like, if Rob wanted to do it this way or I wanted to do this this way, that was fine. You know, there's no point like if you're constantly exploding with your partner, 
Like, I have worked with other people and they're extremely difficult, very headstrong. Mm-hmm. It's just not productive. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get stuff done. Um, and if you work, like, we work with a lot of other clients, like, you need to be, like, on the ball and work as a team, you know. Like, if we're going in to negotiate a package or something, like, you want to be on the same page. So really getting someone who gels with you and just, like, I'll say about Rob, like, Rob had a ridiculous work ethic. Like, he was, I don't know, like, the guy was just crazy. Like, he could just work for hours on end. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was wicked smart, which helped. Yeah. Yeah, so always hiring, working with smart people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely made my life a lot easier. Yeah. So um, just getting someone like that, yeah. And how did you discuss, like, how did you two split the profit? 50-50 from day one. Mm-hmm. I told Rob to come in and mm-hmm. I think he needed a little bit of money to start. And then I was like, let's just go together. And Rob's kind of like me. I think I'm pretty honest. Like, we never really screwed anyone over. Mm-hmm. Um, we were pretty, and Rob's like, Rob's to the point, like, <laughs> he's so honest. He would never take any money. Even, like, deals, I remember, like, we could have made money back on or, you know, we could have made more money or, you know, Rob never really fussed about that. He was like always a big picture guy. So mm, that's good. It, yeah, it was really good to have someone like that yeah. where I kind of would get caught up in it and get annoyed. Um, yeah. Like we had a, a quick story about virtual assistants, why people should be very skeptical. Um, we had virtual assistants do $5,000 on us. <gasps> I actually found it. I was up one morning and we would buy gift cards and stuff like this and they were archiving the orders. And they oh were goodness. they were shipping it to America and then using a forwarding company and shipping it to the Philippines. Thankfully, I had Rob, so Rob did like track IPs and all this. Yeah. But we ended up figuring out who it was, and it was really difficult because we had twelve employees at the time. We had to let everyone go. So mm-hmm. I know it's been huge, a lot of not just the Philippines throughout the world. So you need to be very very cautious to what information you give the virtual assistant and. Mm-hmm let them into like where we were kind of very naive and we were like we were, mm. we're making money you know we don't care and when you start making a lot of money like you really need to understand how everything's tracked mm. um, and that's huge like if you don't know your numbers like now like I have a whole software dedicated to just managing like how much profit we're making it's so important to me because there's no point in one out working for free Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Really want to get your accountancy done. Get a good accountant. Get someone who knows what they're doing. Like, yeah, I had a lot of a lot of learning with with accountants. I can see Candace looking at me. Um, yeah, it was like obviously with these e-commerce businesses, they're very new. Yeah. Um. Unless you're in London or New York or you know one of the big cities, they're not going to be that prominent. You really need to get a specialist in whatever industry you do. Like if you go into high ticket sales, go to an accountant who specializes in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of had to train, work with my accountant, and he trained in it, mm-hmm. so he kind of got the full picture. But I was the the learning person. I, I, I was the pioneer, yeah. and I paid the pioneer cost. So, uh, <laughs> but now it's all good, you know. But yeah. it was a great learning curve. Like you learn where to save money and where not to. So it was a, mm-hmm. it's, These are all things that people you don't learn in school. So I would definitely advise it. Okay. So when you're speaking about where to save money and where not to, so in terms of like generally speaking about business, obviously businesses, the more profit you make, the better it is. And like one of the most important or kind of like the most common way to generate more income is to probably cut costs and cut expenses. So what are like, you know, just based on your experience, what are like the costs that are worth to cut and what are like something that are like, no, you can absolutely have to invest in. Well, I definitely think having employees is like a no-brainer because you can have all the money, but like you're going to work 
endlessly and you, you have to give and take but for me example for, for for me basically my biggest issue is software like i absolutely love software so anything that's new i i buy it like i'm like i have to try to can this make me one percent better yeah so i'll buy it like i even got one the other day there's a, a load of softwares that i use and they just brought one out and i already have another software that does the exact same thing and i'm like i just gotta try it <laughs> so i spent like all my sunday like integrating my software with this one and then i realized like they were just beta testing it because they sent it out to me and i was like this is terrible. <laughs> so, and then I told them, I was like, I don't want this. So I just wasted my whole Sunday integrating into the software. Um, and then they told me that we're like, we'll give you 90 days because they know I'm such an, a degenerate. Like I just buy so much software off them. So uh, that's that's my biggest weakness. So keeping software on, you also need to work with people. Like even now I've noticed more and more, like I could probably maybe get rid of a virtual assistant, mm. but I would rather keep them and make less money, but they're making the business more and more solid. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just great to have, it's great working with people and having them there. Like, like I've met a lot of people, even in, I work in the construction industry, they're not that smart, but they hire really smart people and hiring really smart people. Like that's what you, you should, like, I feel like a lot of people, oh, this virtual assistant's not that smart or whatever. Like I always want to hire people who are way smarter than me and they're like, they're giving me their input mm-hmm. and their input is always so valid. Like never, like I see a lot of people, like they'll be like, oh, this person's younger or they don't have as much experience. But I always think even in any walks of life, like you can learn so much from people. Like even, I know you do pharmacy. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's so much you can learn from people about that and how it applies to business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's pretty much that. So it sounds like you're really good at delegating the tasks and picking the right people to do the tasks. So what do you actually do? (laughs) (laughs) Right, that's the end of today's episode. Tune in to part two of Amazon Business by Night Next Tuesday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Follow us on Two Pills in the Pod on Facebook and Instagram. Bye, see you next week.